You're listening to the Church 2911 Sermons Podcast. You can find notes for this message along with more information about our church at church2911.com. Here's our lead pastor, Rick Hand, with this week's message. I'm so glad we have this time together again today in this very strange time, but this is, this is really an awesome thing that you and I get to do. First ever kind of things that we're doing all around this time, so many different things going on at 2911, and I'm glad that you're a part of that. And today we're in the second sermon of our repeat series. Now that doesn't mean we're repeating a series, but this is a series called Repeat. Last week we talked about prayer and repeat and how we need to get prayer out of the communities. Today we're talking about reading, reading the word, getting the word in us so we can get the word out in the communities. Now, I know a lot of people say that they just can't do that. We've got all kinds of excuses about why we can't do that, right? That uh, it's the job of the pastor and, and not that you're passing it off, but you know that he's the professional. But if only pastors are going to be sharing the word of God and be sharing promise, then we're not gonna reach a whole lot of people. This is something we're all called to do. And I know another excuse that we sometimes have is that we don't really feel connected to those who aren't in church because you know they, they just don't know stuff and just spiritually we don't have that connection. But let me remind you of this, that when Jesus sent his disciples out into the world to tell them about Jesus, they were going into a world that knew nothing about Jesus. Very few people had even heard his name. And, you know, if you think about the history of the United States, here in our country, that has never been the case. We have always had people praying around us. We've always had pretty much the entire history. We've had Christian music of some kind. We've always had people uh, quoting scriptures and knowing scriptures. And um, let's try something right now if we can. And uh, you can make it a game if you want to there at your house. Whether you're alone or if uh, you've got several people gathered with you there, you can keep score. Let's just see if, uh, if I'm right, that we know a lot more scripture. We share a lot more scripture. Scripture is actually more in our society than we realize it is. Okay. So, so finish, finish these biblical phrases for me. If you can, all things work together for just shout it out. If you know what it is, right? Somebody know it. And that's an easy one. The word is good. All things work together for good. Okay. That was an easy one. Here, here's, here's a little more uh, different one. Don't cast your pearls before. I, I, this is where I'd really love to hear your answers because uh, I figured we probably came up with some, some, uh, some pretty different answers right there. Don't cast your pearls before swine. Okay, so here's the third one. An eye for an eye and a... Okay, did you get that one? An eye for an eye and a tooth for a tooth. Here's another one. Iron sharpens now that's one any man that's ever gone to a men's conference or, or to a camp out or something has heard this one. Iron sharpens iron. Okay, here's the next one. And uh, this is a land that flows with milk. Okay, now that one's probably obvious to some people and then probably got a wide variety of answers from a lot of other people. But that's a land of milk and honey. How about this one? The blind leading the... No, it's not the way, but the blind leading the blind is the answer. He who lives by the sword, 
Okay, that would be a good one also to hear all your comments. So maybe you can post some of those comments, especially the funny ones. We'd love to hear them or be able to read them. He who lives by the sword dies by the sword. Okay, last one here. The skin of your teeth. Okay, so that was the last one. So uh, maybe you had a little fun with that, and, uh, but there's really a point with it, is to help you realize that Scripture is really in our culture, always has been. So when we say we're not connected, we have some connection there. But yes, obviously, we need to know a little more scripture than just a few phrases right there. Okay, so if we're going to get scripture and promises from the word of God into our culture, what do we have to do? Here's the first thing. We've got to learn them. And, and the best way to do that is to read them. You know, because you got to have something. I said this last week. You got to have something to be able to give it away. So if you don't have the scripture, you got you to gotta get the scripture before you give it away. So we've got to learn. We've got to read so that we can learn. And in 2 Corinthians chapter, chapter 10, verse 3 through 5, and here's another good reason why we need to be reading scripture. For though we live in the flesh, we do not wage war according to the flesh. The weapons of our warfare, warfare like the Bible, scripture, they are not the weapons of the world. Instead, they have divine power to demolish strongholds. We tear down arguments and every presumption set up against the knowledge of God. We take captive every thought to make it obedient to Christ. Okay, you probably realize this, but the mind is a huge spiritual battlefield. And so when you're reading the word of God, you're putting it into your mind. And so even if you get to the place where you're reading and you feel like, well, I don't know that my soul is getting anything out of this. It, still, you're filling your mind with it and because the mind is such a huge battlefield, keep on filling your mind with it. Keep on digging through there. Keep feeding your mind the Word of God because it's going to help you because that's, that's one of our, our, our best weapons against the, battle, uh, the battles that are going on in our mind. Okay, so in the Bible, it's not just about that. It's also about the promises. I saw one website that said that there are over 5,000 promises in the Bible. I saw another one that said there were over 7,000, and they listed a lot of these. And, and, uh, and I guess some of it's because, you know, some statements can be taken as a promise, and that's maybe the discrepancy there. But there are thousands of promises in the Bible. We obviously don't have time to speak about all of them right here. So let me just hit three big ones real quick, okay? Three big promises. Here's the first, Matthew 28, 20. Jesus said, and be sure of this, I am with you always, even to the end of the age. I like how he set up this promise. Be sure of this. He's making, making sure we hear this. Be sure of this. I am with you always, even to the end of the age. No matter what you're going through, no matter what you're facing, no matter what our world is facing, he's with us. Okay, here's the second one. Mark 9 and 23. A father comes to Jesus and uh, says, if you can, would you please heal my son? And I love Jesus, the way he responds right here. He says, what do you mean if I can? Anything is possible if a person believes. And the very next verse, that father says, I can believe. I am believing. Help my unbelief. And Jesus heals his son. And so there's the second promise. Here's the third promise. John chapter 14, verse 3. Jesus tells his disciples, not long before he leaves this earth, when everything is ready, I will come and get you so that you will always be with me where I am. That's a promise that we have, that Jesus is going to return. And I know we kind of got this attitude that this world is just going to continue on as it is, just continue and continue. But in reality, right now, we're experiencing, we know that this world is very fragile. 
Something as small as a virus has really turned us on our head. It's, it's really upset everything in this world. Most of our lives are, are totally upside down now because of this. But in this fragile, fragile world, we have all these thousands of promises and these big three right here, right? That he is always with us, that anything is possible if we believe in him, and that he is coming back. Okay, so if we learn these promises by reading, by digging in and everything, we learn these promises, the next thing we got to do is practice them. And, and, and really the best thing to do before we can, can actually get them into other people's lives is practice them in our own life, okay? Matthew 24, verse 35 says, this is Jesus speaking. He says, heaven and earth will disappear, but my words will never disappear. Here, here's the thing. We need to be practicing in our life what we understand and learn from the Word of God. What we read, let's practice. Not what we experience, not what our theology is. If the Bible is the Word of God, then the Bible trumps experience every single time, okay? So let's talk a little bit about then how we can practice what we're reading and learning in the Word of God. Here are three examples, okay? Psalm chapter 119, verse 11, David, the psalmist, he writes, I have hidden your word in my heart that I might not sin against you. So when you're struggling with temptation, you can pray that and say, God, I've hidden my, your word in my heart, so help me with this. That's what Jesus did. And we have record, and, and the scriptures are there on the, uh, the, the notes on the Connect page. The scriptures are there if you want to read them. We have example where Jesus was tempted three times, and every time he used the word of God to defeat that temptation in his life. That's what you and I need to do. Hide his word in our heart. Here's, here's another promise scripture. 1 Peter chapter 2, verse 20, 24. By his wounds, you are healed. How, how do you practice that into your life? How do you, how do you take that into your life? How do, you, how do you take what you've learned and read in, into your life this way? That when that baby has that high fever, that you remind God, you throw it back in his face. You say, God, you said in your word that by your stripes, my baby is healed. By your stripes, my spouse is made well. By, by your stripes, my, my, my friend is going to be healed. That's what you said in your words. That's how, how we practice this. Just give it right back to God. And here's the, the third promise, Philippians 4, 19. And it's a catch-all for what, whatever it is that we're dealing with. And this same God who takes care of me, Paul is writing this, he says, this same God who takes care of me will supply all your needs from his glorious riches, which have been given to us in Christ Jesus. God will supply all of our health needs, all of our financial needs, all of our emotional needs, all of our relationship needs. Anything that we have need of, he's going to supply. Okay, so this, this is how we, we share these with God. We remind him of, we throw them back in his face that you said you would do this for me. And that's how we work these things into our life. And when we start understanding how to do that, then we can really do that also in our communities. Okay. So then here's the last thing is repeating that getting, actually getting it out there. Give you four ways that we do that. Okay. Four easy ways that we can get the promise, all these great promises, all these great encouraging words, how we can actually get them out of communities. You may be thinking already with me that the easiest one, the obvious one today is social media, right? And we can post scriptures, we can post promises, those things. So, you know, maybe not just always just posting our feelings and posting our disappointments and our 
rants and raves. Every, every once in a while, we can post something about God and about his goodness. Okay, here, here's, here's a second one. When someone has a problem, someone tells you about a need they have, someone tells you that they're struggling, or someone just is having a bad day, that we don't just respond with, uh, yeah, I hear you, buddy, but maybe we can respond with a promise out of the word of God. And I, I know sometimes maybe that seems just a little uncomfortable, but, but if they, they have a need, they have a problem, that's, that's the time they need it the most. And so that's an opportunity a door is open to respond with a promise out of the Word of God. Here's a third one. Whenever you have the floor, okay, like this. If you're speaking in public and you're a Christian, I can't imagine not sharing something about God. You know, it's like if someone asks me to uh, speak somewhere, you know, they know what they're getting. You know, I, I think as a Christian, if they ask me to speak, they're not going to feel it weird if I share something about God, they're going to think it's weird if I don't share something about God. You know, a coach at halftime, you know, giving that speech, uh, you know, to pump his team up, those kinds of, those are all opportunities. Whenever you've got the floor, that's an opportunity to share something about God. And then here's the fourth one, is explaining salvation. And you might rarely get this opportunity, but when you get this opportunity, explain salvation. If you're a regular at 2911, you know that I use Romans 10, 9 and 10 over and over and over and over, right? Why do I use that scripture over and over? Because one of the things I want to do, instead of giving you different scriptures every single week, I want you to get that in you because I want you to be able to share that with somebody. Because, and let me share it again right now. For those of you who may not be Christians, you want to know how to become a Christian. You want to know how to have these promises start in your life actually coming to fruition. So let me share that with you and those of you who are Christians. Listen again and get this inside of you of how to share. Because Romans chapter 10, verse 9 and 10 basically says the only thing you have to do to become a Christian is believe that Jesus Christ is exactly who he says he is and then tell somebody about it. And most of us, we kind of believe already that he is. And if you believe that, it's just acting on that. Maybe telling him, I do believe you are who you say you are. And so in just a moment, I want us to pray. And I want us to pray for those of you who maybe have never prayed that before. And if you would like to today, to give your heart to Christ and become a Christian and start seeing these promises actually be accessible to you for your life, that's all you've got to do is just act on that faith that you believe Jesus Christ is exactly who he says he is. So let's pray that. And then also, I want to pray for whatever the needs are. All these promises that we've talked about, whatever the needs are in your life, the fears that may be there, I want to pray over those as well. So let's join together and pray right now. God, I love you and I thank you for how you have forgiven all of us for our sin because of what Christ did on the cross. And I believe, and like I'm hoping there are many others that are listening right now, that they're believing and, and acting on that faith today for the first time. I believe Jesus Christ is exactly who he says he was. He is the son of God that came to this earth to die for my sins. And he wants me to live with him for eternity. And God, I've told people, people know I'm a Christian. And I pray, God, that you help those that are maybe praying this prayer for the first time just to tell somebody and let you begin doing this amazing thing in their life. For all the promises 
that we've talked about that they come to all of our lives. And, and God, for those who have sickness in their, in their families, God, for those that have fear in their heart today, for those that are worried about losing their jobs, for those that are worried about getting sick, for those that are worried for their kids, for those who are having those emotional problems today, for those, God, who, who are struggling in their relationships. God, for whatever the needs are, God, there's a promise in your word for every one of our struggles, every one of our battles, every one of our needs. And I pray in Jesus' name that you help us, that you give us, that you do for us what you said you would do. In Jesus' name, amen. Now, if you pray for the very first time today, you need to tell somebody. I would love for you to tell me at 205-476-2911. Share with me and let me know that you, you actually acted on that faith that you have in your heart for Jesus Christ today. Let me know because we've got something we'd like to send you if you if you would like to receive it. And if you've got a prayer need, we've got a prayer team member that would love to uh, send you a prayer by text or even call you on the phone and pray with you over the phone if you'd like, okay? You, let me give you one last challenge if I can. Right now, don't wait. If you wait, you won't do it. You'll forget about it. Right now, I dare you. Pick up your cell phone and post a promise out of the Bible. Maybe one you've heard today, or maybe you need to go to Google and just Google Bible promises. And you need to start finding your own, those that, those that really mean something to you, those that will really encourage you in your tough times. But I dare you, take, take out your cell phone and post one to a social media right now, a social media account, whichever one of the platforms you use. And if you can't do that, Maybe pick up the phone and call someone who's having a tough time and maybe share with them a promised scripture today. I dare you to do it. And let's begin seeing Jesus bring the promises actually into our communities. If you need prayer, we'd love to pray with you. You can email our prayer team at prayer at church2911.com or text us at 205-476-2911. You can learn more about our church by visiting church2911.com or connect with us on Facebook and Instagram at church2911. Thanks for listening to the 2911 Sermons Podcast. We hope you know that God has an amazing dream for you. And as always, we dare you to dream.